0: I can have what it says I can have all right let's look at it 2nd Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3 I'm reading out of the New Living dear brothers and sisters we can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness and all the persecutions and hardships you are suffering. I could preach a 10-week series on these two verses because they're flourishing and growing. They're enduring and they're faithful and they're being persecuted. And life is hard. Oh, my God. I'm going to get in this vein. Ready, set, grow. Ready, set, grow. Lord, would you grow us up in Jesus' name? Amen. You may be seated. Y'all weren't ready for that short one. Praise God. Y'all ready to lean in? Praise the Lord. I'm thankful you're ready to lean in. Once upon a time, an angel had entered heaven's storehouse and called out for assistance. When help came, the angel quickly said, I've run out of fruit of the Spirit. I've run out of love, joy, and peace. Can you restock me? And the supply clerk responded, oh, no, we don't stock the fruit here. we we'll only stock seeds. In a day of instantaneous gratification. You know, we got, we got our cameras and our videos and get our dry cleaning the same day, and we can get loans instantly, which means we can get debt instantly. Some of us want to skip the process for the product. We want to be grown up, but we don't want to grow up. Heaven doesn't give us the finished product. It only gives us the raw materials. You and I have to work out our own salvation. We have to grow up. Can somebody say amen? See, heaven gives us seeds, not fruit. And if, if there were a yardstick to, to measure the spirit and all of us could report what was happening from the past, I wonder what would be the answer to this question. Are you taller than you were last year? Our Lord doesn't want us just to be saved, sanctified, and petrified. He provides everything we need to become full grown in the spirit. Peter tells us he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And we don't know what we are until we know what we are becoming. I'm going to say that again. We don't know what we are until we know what we are becoming. Only, only when we see a frog do we understand the tadpole. Only when we see a butterfly do we appreciate and understand the caterpillar. Only when we've seen a full grown saint can we understand what we are now. We are saints in the making. You are not an ain't, you are a saint in the making. Somebody ought to celebrate that because God is growing you in process. You need to embrace the process and stop buying into this Instagram, TikTok fantasy that you will be some super Christian overnight because you came to church once. Okay, y'all. I'm meddling too much already. I got to ease my way in. Praise God. Let's look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. Check this out. I love this. Um, I love the language that John uses here. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. Dear friends, we are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all of us who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. (laughs) Let me just give you some news right now. I'm going to burst your bubble. The world is not going to change. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to listen. The world is not going to change. For years, I had been praying, God, change my circumstances. Then I found out he actually wants to change me. So my question to you is, would you be willing to change if your circumstances never change? I got out of the mouths of babes. Would you be willing to change knowing that your circumstances will not change? Praise God. If y'all ain't getting it, he is getting it. Would you be willing to change when your circumstances, because it's not really our circumstances that upset us. It's not really our circumstances that get us bent out of whack. It's how we respond to our circumstances that get us in trouble. Let me just tell you right now, life is hard without Jesus, Life can be hard with Jesus. But the difference is, we can be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. And this world is not my home. So, cheer up. Jesus has overcome the world. So, we really need to understand that praying for our circumstances to change, that's not the answer. We need to pray that God will change us. Y'all are like, "Is he going to go there today? Some of y'all giving me stink face Some of y'all are like. I ain't, I ain't saying who? Somebody over here, praise God. So, somebody. I'm like, really? Yes, yes. You know what's crazy? I need to. Because that, that glare, that glare, that face was stanky. That face was stanky, trust me. Praise God. Interestingly enough, Paul never prayed for people's bad circumstances to go away. Which I find interesting because that's what we do all of the time. God, change this circumstance. God, change this person. God, give me a new job. God, give me a new car. Can I get a new spouse? Y'all not going to be real. I ain't talking about us. I ain't talking about some husband's laughing a little too hard. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That's what we do all the time. That's what we do all the time. God changed this. God changed that. Well, Paul prayed for the people. He said, God, you know what? Change them. And whatever you do, let them handle it with temperance. You know, I've never had somebody come to me, Pastor Barry, and say, pray for me to have a better attitude about the circumstances I'm going through. Mm -mm. At least I can't think of one. But typically, what we'll do—I'm including myself—instead, we will say, "I want you to pray that these circumstances will change." And I, I just want to stay here for a minute because I think we get into—we're being deceived. I mean, some of us are are being duped. I talked about it, like my social media. You do realize that everything you see is, like, you under. Like, I'm just thinking to myself, and I ain't—I I ain't mad with no social media influencers and the wannabe social media influencers. But, like, eating a bowl of cereal never looked that glorious. Like, getting up, going to work, and starting your day, like, come on. We've been duped, and we're buying into that. We're also buying into some other things that life has to give me the circumstances that I want. We're buying into the notion that it's not me, it's my spouse. It's not me, it's my kids. We always want everybody else to change. But God wants us to change. Thank you, Isaiah. It's his goal for us. And we are predestined. And being predestined doesn't mean it's going to happen no matter what you do. It means that God has already predetermined his will. But how we respond is important. We're partners with God, and he has a part, and we have a part. And no matter how much he does his part, if I don't do my part, we're not going to have what he wants, or I'm not going to have what, I, what he wants for my life. And so he has already predetermined that I am to be transformed into his image. That's his goal for me to become like him. And so what I need, what I really need, is not my circumstances to change. I need to be willing to change to become whatever he wants me to become. (laughs) See, this is tough. This is tough. But this year, Pastor Dan McLeod was with us at the beginning of the year, and this message has wrecked me, fam, because he preached about the maturity mandate. God is trying to grow us up it ain't everybody else's fault i'm not gonna do michael but you can take the word out and start looking at the man in the mirror because that's what the word is it's a mirror don't anybody start saying a michael i might get carried away praise god (laughs) gotta make a change praise god Don't do it, Pastor B. You will pull that thing out of me. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to hop in this vein and preach this and teach this for quite a little while this year. And I believe that spiritual maturity is coming to the place where we no longer are always telling God what we want. Because Lord, I, uh, I got this list right here. These are the things that I want. And then you know what? These are the things that I need you to do, and Sarah, because Lord knows she needs help. Um, these are the things, you know, Mia, you got you to gotta get Mia right. Uh, while you at it, just let, I don't ever want to have any trouble. Did I mention that? And I want to always be right. We literally are so arrogantly coming to the Lord. We're like, Lord, here are the plans. Here's how it's going to go down. Bless it. That's what we do. That's what we do. But you know what? God wants us to mature. Somebody say mature. God wants us to grow. Somebody say grow. Now we're no longer telling God what we want, but we're asking him what he wants from us. You and I can come to a place where we are praying genuinely and sincerely, living out your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what he wants for us. That's what he wants for us. And if we're going to grow up, you have to get beyond him being some cosmic genie to being the God of the universe who knows exactly what you need, when you need it, how you need it, and he's doing a work in you to make you more like him. And let me just give you a newsflash. If you're going to become more like him, you are going to experience rejection. If you're going to become more like him, you're going to experience mocking. If you're going to become more like him, you're going to experience isolation. If you're going to become more like him, you better be ready, set to grow. My kids are amazing kids. I don't just say that. Uh, I genuinely believe that. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Uh, I believe they would help mom and dad in any way. Let me just look at them just to make sure because they just praise God before I say it. You know, when I was writing it, it felt real good when I was writing it this morning. Uh, they they, They do a lot to help us and they serve tirelessly and most of the time without any attitude or anything to that effect. They do it. They love us. I believe they love the Lord, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, I was traveling. uh, We were out of town earlier this week um, in the States, and then when I came back Thursday, when we came back Thursday, I flew out Friday to Montreal to preach a couple times and flew back yesterday. And, you know, it's been raining. It's been raining. And I was like, man, when am I going to have time to cut the grass? And without any provocation, without any asking, I, I, I... I, I got a notification on the Ring app, you know, uh, Y'all have, and I was like, oh, the Ring app. So I just looked to see what was going on and who was at the door, and when I looked, I was like, yo, why does the grass look cut? I was like, let me zoom in. I was like, praise God. Grass look cut? I'm thankful for that. You know what? I've got good kids, but what's crazy is uh, my kids don't just come to me and ask me what, what they need, what they want. They do stuff for mom and dad, and that blesses me. This is the same with God. It would get tiring if I understand it. I understand it as a newborn, as a toddler, but at some point they mature. At some point, they mature, and it's no longer about do for me, do for me, do for me, do for me. me. Consume, consume, consume. It's about, wait a second, Dad, what can I do for you? Are you hearing me? Let me help you with this spiritual application. We don't just come to Jesus and, Jesus, 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 give me, give me, give me. Help me, help me, help me. At some point, it's like, hey, I'm going to grow up, and I'm going to put away those childish things, and I'm going to say, Lord... What do you want me to do? Oh, I'm, am I helping somebody today? What am I trying to help you understand? Let's not just seek his hands. Let's seek his heart. That'll be the biggest transition in your life. When you reach that point, I remember it was a, when, you, when you go from seeking his hands to seeking his heart. When you go from seeking the miracles, signs, and wonders, and you go to seeking his face, everything is going to change. Why? Because you don't, just want, you don't just want what you can get from him. You want to be with him because you love him. You want to spend time with him because you need him. You want to pour out your heart unto him and be in his presence. I remember uh, when we first moved here, and we came, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm a bit of a planner. And I've told you all this before, but the Lord was teaching me something. And here's what I want you to know. He's he's teaching us something. Uh, And this is why you have to rely on him. When we moved here um, and we said, hey, uh, the Lord's dealing with us. We get it. Let's go. Um, The Lord had given me a clear. He gave me like a vision, a call. It was really a heavenly vision. I'll never forget it. Just as sure as I was even looking, you know, I was flying back. And if you've ever flown to Montreal or vice versa, you basically fly along the coast. Uh, and it was really pretty the entire time. When we got close to this region, I'm not joking, I looked out my window, I saw the call. It was crazy. I could see it. I was like, this is crazy. Praise God. We get here, and the Lord is like, you're not going to do any planning. And I was like, uh, how is that going to work? People asked asking me, they're like, hey, what's the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the plan? I was like, I don't have one. And they were like, well, I was like, I don't know. You know, the Lord told me, he said, hey, if I let you do what you do, you will think you had something to do with the building of this church. But he was like, this is my church. I'm going to build it. He said, what you have to understand is you let my spirit lead you. It's, this, That's what he told me about the call. He said, if you will let me, notice, if, it's a big word, you will let me, my spirit will lead you to people who are willing to abandon all for the call. We, I had to get away from the plan and say, God, it's not about me. In other words, I could go about, let me put it to you this way, I could go about his mission my way. Or I could go about his mission his way. Going about his mission his way is going to get his results. Going about his mission my way is not going to produce the results that we want. We do not get the opportunity to, and this is what we do. I will say, God, I did what you wanted me to do, but I did it my way. And then we'll be like, well, he didn't answer my prayer. Or we'll be like, God is a big tease. No, no. We can do this our way. We have to do it his way. Can somebody say amen? I'm trying to help us grow up here. I'm trying to help us. So I'm going to give you a few points here in just a minute that are going to to help you. Uh, But what we need to be asking God is what do you want me to do today? What can I do for somebody else today? What do I have that can bless somebody today? We need to be others-minded. Not just self-minded and self-centered all the time. Let me just tell you a little secret right now. You can't be selfish and happy. We're growing into complete, mature children of God. We're not just here marking time at Extraordinary Church. We're not trying to just get by and appease some satisfaction to come across religious. No, we're not just holding on until Jesus comes. We're growing into what the Lord would have us to be. We are growing and becoming the church he has called us to be. We're becoming more and more like Jesus each and every single day. So Paul says... In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3, dear brothers and sisters, we can't help, can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness. In other words, like they're the model about your endurance and faithfulness and all the persecutions and the hardships you are suffering. Paul writes this at the church at Thessalonica. He said, your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. What a tremendous praise to these believers. Hey, you've grown. Just like my mom when she saw Lincoln, she was like, wait a second, baby. Stand next to your dad. You've grown. Your faith has grown. Your love for each other is growing. Not just growing, it's flourishing these persecuted christians weren't just holding on until jesus comes they weren't just trying to get ahead and get a crown in the afterlife their walk with the lord was a growing one their fleshly ambitions had melted and their unlike christ their unchristlike habits had vanished Walls of doubt had begun to crumble under their growing faith. Barriers of fear, bitterness, and prejudice burst as the arms of love reached out to one another. They discovered the satisfaction of a growing faith and the joy of preferring one another. Flourishing. I want to flourish in Christ. I want to thrive in him. I want to grow in him and with others. So, I'm going to give you four points today, four points for you to consider. Point number one, are you ready? God wants you to grow spiritually. God wants you to grow spiritually. Look at your neighbor, say he's talking about you. Look at your other neighbor, say he's talking about you. Yes, he wants us to thrive spiritually, he wants us filled with his spirit. He wants us to be stronger today than we were yesterday. If you and I are being fed the Word of God, there should be growth rings. You know how they talk about a tree and its growth? The the, the, the Scriptures liken our spiritual life unto like that of a tree. There should be growth rings in our life. We should be growing spiritually. Paul said to the church, my, look at how you've grown. I don't know if each of us has grown exceedingly, but some of you have. Some of us have maybe grown in a little bit of a measure because the Scripture tells us how a person grows. Growing people desire God's Word preached to them straight up. Growing people are changing people from glory to glory. Growing people have renewed minds, mortified flesh, and purity in their inner man. Growing people shed anger and bitterness, resentment, and they flee from evil of all kinds. Growing people turn the seeds of salvation into the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, forgiveness. Growing people are talking and listening to heaven. Paul told us, let a man examine himself. Test yourself. See for yourself if you're growing more earthly or you're growing more heavenly. Ask yourself constantly, am I changing? Am I growing? Am I becoming tenderhearted? Am I learning to treat others like Jesus Christ in disguise? Is my conversation more righteous? Am I complaining or do do I edify? Do I gossip or do I pray? If you don't take your spiritual growth seriously, then God's spirit is not allowed to work within you. If you don't take spiritual growth seriously, you are earthbound when God wants you to soar. It's like this story. Uh, If you've ever been, it's a a wonderful place. It's called Duckland. One Sunday morning in Duckland, all the ducks came dutifully to church, came waddling. Y'all laughing. Y'all, somebody over here been to Duckland, praise God. All of the ducks dutifully came to church, waddling down the aisle and came to the pews where they squatted down. When they had sung a few songs, the duck pastor got up and opened up the duck Bible and started preaching his guts out. Ducks, you have wings, and with wings you can fly like an eagle. He even started hooping a little bit. Praise God. He said, you can soar with those wings. You can soar above the the, the things that try to attack you. And they were amening, and they were preaching, duck pastor. It was a brilliant sermon from Pastor Duck. All the ducks were amening him. And then every single one of them got right out of their pew and waddled home. God not only wants us to grow wings, he wants us to use them. God not only wants you to grow your faith, he wants you to use your faith. God not only wants to grow the love inside of you, he wants you to use the love inside of you. God not only wants you to grow grow the generosity in you, he wants you to use the generosity in you. God not only wants to grow the spiritual man in you, he wants to use The spiritual man. Show me a child of God who keeps wrongs, who keeps a score of wrongs. Show me a child of God who is critical, complaining, murmuring, unthankful, controlling, and always has to be right. And I will show you someone whose spiritual life is stunted. He or she is not growing. God wants you to grow. Somebody say, that's me. And he wants us to grow in a heavenly direction. Somebody say, I'm going to do it. Okay, praise God. Point number two, are you ready? Some of us are growing, but we don't know it. That's good news. (laughs) Some of us are growing, but we don't know it. I hear people talk about how great their prayer life is and how close they're getting to God. And, man, angels are visiting them. They feel the brush of angels' wings every single day. And that's great, but that's the exception, not the rule. Paul is writing to these Thessalonians from a distance of time and geography. He could see their growth. He had a perspective on others' lives. But on his own life, he couldn't find that same perspective. He started out his ministry telling everybody, don't you sleep on me. It's the Akeel Thompson paraphrase, but it's what he said. He was like, don't sleep on me. Look, look, I've been with Jesus. He's like, I met him. And what I got, I didn't get from anybody else. I got it from him. I hadn't even met the other disciples. As a matter of fact, y'all stop tripping. I'm not the least of the disciples. I'm like the chief apostle. Read it. He's going in, letting everybody know, hey, this is it. You know what? But then, as it grew a little bit, he went from being the chief of apostles To the chief of sinners. The same Paul who could see others' growth could not see his own. Most of us are like Paul. We can see growth in others, but we can't see it in ourselves. Man, we pray, we read in God's word. We seek the Lord with all of our hearts. We come to church believing we're going to hear a word from the Lord. We diligently seek God's will, and we try to walk in holiness and fear of the Lord. We try to abandon all things that would try to trip us up and stumble us along the way. And we can't see any growth for ourselves. This opening line from the Apostle Paul probably shocked those in Thessalonica. When they heard heard, uh, Paul's words of praise, they're probably like, well, who is he talking about? Is he, is he talking about us? What's the matter with Paul? Does it, doesn't he know I'm struggling just trying to make it? See, we see the growth in others more quickly than we see it in ourselves. But let me just help you out. God does his best work in secret. Praise God. Look at this. Hosea 14, verses 5 through 6. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars in Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. Now, I want you to go out outside sometime soon. And I want you to go find some lilies, or maybe look at a tree. I want you to stare at the lilies. I want you to stare at the tree and watch it grow. You can stand there a whole day, and it won't grow. You can measure a cedar tree, stay under it for a day, a week, a month, Maybe even a year, and it's doubtful with your naked eye that you'll see growth. But as long as you can get up in the morning and see the dew on the ground, know this there will be the spreading of branches. It's going to grow. Pastor Akil, I don't see any growth in myself. I have one question Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Because Isaiah said that God would pour out his mercy upon those who are thirsty. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. As long as you are thirsty for God, the dew is falling. As long as God is moving, you are growing. Hear me when I tell you this. This is a law of spiritual growth. Only those who are hungry and thirsty for God grow. I've had the privilege of working with a lot of people. I've been in ministry 25 years. But in no case have I ever seen people used of God in a sustained way without a sincere hunger and thirst for God. I want you to be encouraged. You may not see it happening, but stay thirsty. And someday you will see that it was happening. Praise God. You might be going through it, but stay thirsty. You're growing. You might not be, you might be struggling, but your praise is making a difference. I'm telling you right now, you need to ask yourself, man, you got to be intentional about your growth. You just can't sit back and let life happen to you. When you're thirsty, you'll find a way. When you're thirsty, you'll find a way to get into his presence because there's a hunger that drives that, that says, I don't know about everything else, but I do know I can't make it without him. I'll do whatever I have to do to get into his presence. If I got to clap my hands, I'll clap my hands. If I got to run around my bedroom, I'll run. If I got to I kneel, I kneel. If I got to pray and worship, I'll pray and worship. If I got to fast, I'll fast. If I got to forgive, I'll forgive. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I know only he can satisfy me. I'm coming after you, Jesus. This world can't satisfy me. Friendships can't satisfy me. Only Jesus. When you have that hunger, when you have that thirst, you'll grow grace God. Come on. Why don't we lift our hands unto the Lord for a moment? Why don't we just begin to tell him, Lord, I'm hungry for you. I'm not satisfied. Come on. if Some of you need to shake off the apathy and say, man, I've been going through the motions. I've been playing games. I've been checking out the boxes, but I'm no longer going to check out the boxes. God, I'm leaning in. I'm going to get rid of some things. I'm going to Right, I'm going to get rid of some bad habits. I'm going to start some new discipline. I'm going to get over myself. I'm going to shake myself up out of this slumber. I'm going to shake myself up out of this laziness. I'm going to quit declaring it's my circumstances. God, it's me. It's always been me. Get me under Get me out of the way so that you can do what you want to do in my life. Praise God. Got to stay hungry. Let me just encourage you. Let me encourage this. Point number three some of us are growing when you think you're failing. <laughs> I'm thankful for the testimonies of deliverance. I've heard people say, Man, my God, the moment I turned to the Lord, the moment I was filled with His Spirit, I ain't never been tempted to, with that again in my life. Praise God! I rejoice. That ain't my testimony. That ain't my testimony. But if that's yours, praise God. But there are a multitude of people who can't say it. They suffer from powerful, perplexing temptations, Old chronic issues still rise in their lives, and they cry out, "God, do a work in me. God, have mercy, according to Your loving kindness. Look upon me, according to Your tender mercies. When will these chains be broken, O oh, wretched man that I am?" God is still doing a work. There's an optical illusion in the states. If you've ever driven it, I've been fortunate enough to. Visit every state in the United States of America except Alaska. And when you're going west through Kansas, so on Interstate 70 toward Colorado, there's something called Pike's Peak. And long peaks appear as you're driving in the distance. You get the feeling that you're going downhill. It's crazy. But if you were able to pull the car over on the shoulder of the highway and put it in neutral, you know what will happen? Car go backwards. You aren't going downhill going uphill here's what i found the feeling of going downhill generates a godly fear in me puts me on guard i become cautious to make sure i'm not going downhill I get some fervency in me. I I, I get something that says, "Ah, oh, I gotta have more of you, Jesus." I get stripped of pride. I get spiritually stirred. I want a move of God in my life. I'm telling you right now. I want to encourage you. some of us. You are growing. You are not failing. You are moving forward. Now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to throw in the towel. Now is the time to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Now is the time to keep praying. Now is the time to keep worshiping. Now is the time to keep coming every Sunday. Now is the time to have your family devotion. I know you might have only done it twice this year, but keep doing it. Start over again. Move forward and watch God do a work in your life. Your failures do not identify you. It's the grace and mercy of God. You are a child of God. And I'm here to tell you, you are growing. You are growing in him. It's numerically. You know what? The Lord was dealing with me about this because I've been telling people, oh, hey, I know how many people are part of Extraordinary Church. I could tell you exactly, right? We have, I could tell you the precise number. I think it's 247 people that are part of EC. If they all came right now, we couldn't get them into this room. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing. We, we as we keep growing. That's the only kind of growth I, other than that, uh, my physical growth. I want to shrink. But the, the church growth, I want that to expand. Praise God. We're growing. But it happened suddenly. You know what? I was looking, and I was like, man, the Lord was like, I was looking every day. I'm up here every day. I tell people, the average, the average. You know, Sundays, uh, last year, we averaged 156 on a Sunday, right? So I was looking, and uh, I'm just preaching. It was like, y'all growing. And I'm like, yeah, we're learning. He's like, no, y'all growing. And I was like, Lord, I believe we're growing. He was I'm talking about numerically, man. I was like, well, I look. I, I take Sarah because I looked it up. You know what we've been averaging? 182. Growing. Somebody ought to give God praise for that we're growing. It means more and more people are coming on Sundays. More of our fan is coming. More of our EC fam is coming. Saying I gotta be in His presence. I gotta be with my family. I gotta lift them up. I gotta bring people. I gotta let people know that they, there's a place that will love them. A place that will serve them. A place where they can find hope. I'm bringing people. I'm bringing children. I'm bringing young adults. God is growing His church, and we ought to give Him praise. But I missed it just with my natural eye. Sometimes you miss it. You miss it because you'll focus on the failures. Don't focus on the failures. Focus on him. You're not going downhill. Oh my God, you're going, you're going one foot in front of the other. Uphill, uphill, uphill. And the reason why you're able to keep going is because there's something on the inside of you. There's a power on the inside of you that will cause you to drive, cause you not to give up. Point number four. Each of us grows when we work with the Spirit. When a person experiences the new birth and they receive the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ is now alive in you. And then these... This thing will have you soaring. I was preaching in Montreal, and somebody received the Spirit. I remember when I received the Spirit, the Spirit, I was like, yo, the sky is like crazy blue, fam. The the sky was bluer than it had ever been before. I could not stop smiling. Y'all have heard me say this before. I never smiled before I got the Holy Ghost. You look. Look at pictures. I'm just It's the truth. Mia will remember this. She was looking at it. We were there in Richard. She was like, oh, Dad, look at this cute face. And I was like this. No joy. None. And then what was being funny, so I had this little thing that we I used to do. Called, I would laugh. And like somebody would say something like try to joke on me. And if I didn't think the joke was funny, I'd be like, ha, <laughs> Look at my face. That's what I, I, I would do that. So... <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I'd be like, it, <laughs> people could do corny stuff. So we were taking a family picture, and I, was, I had done that, and Mia had found that picture, and I was like this. And she had the picture of me when I was little, and then the adult picture, and both of them were like. But when I received the Holy Ghost, I could not stop cheesing, fam. I was like this. Even when my, my, I came home, I had so much hope. my mom was like, what happened to you? Because I was, I couldn't even say it. <laughs> my friend was that he received the Holy Ghost. It changes everything when you receive the Holy Ghost. If you are a believer... It is the will of God that you be a receiver, and when you receive the Spirit, you'll know because you'll be born again. You'll be evidenced by speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the ability to speak. We need to cooperate with the Spirit and say, God, do a work in my life. This changed everything for me, and so, man, you receive power. You know what? I love this. I I saw this illustration. I always save little things, and I thought about this. There's a sculptor who fashioned a tremendous eagle from marble. And when asked how he did it, he simply responded, I just removed everything that didn't look like an eagle. That's what the Spirit of Christ does in us. He works in us to remove everything that doesn't look like him. All we have to do is cooperate with him. God's Spirit will convict us. So, you know what? That means God's working on you. God's spirit will lead us. You know what? I am constantly aware of how desperately I need him. The more I know him, the more I am aware of the man that I am and how much more I need him. God's spirit empowers us. What we can't do, he can do through us. His Spirit enlightens us. If we're confused, He can shine light on our path and we'll know the way to go. God is trying to grow us up. The question is, are you ready? Are you set to grow? The next few, next few weeks... Um, I'm going to do something a little different, um, and this is how it'll flow. It'll, it'll, it'll flow this way certainly today and on Mother's Day. Uh, when we have our guest speakers, maybe not, and, and maybe not for you next week. We'll see if I feel differently. Um, but I feel like this is one of these moments where the Lord is, is trying to grow us up. Uh, and growth can often be difficult at times. It's tough. Like, the only time you grow is, like, when you do hard things. Thank you, Jemima. She gave me an amen, and everybody else was t- like, really? Yeah, hard things, hard. If you are not growing, I'm going to say this. I'm not beating anybody up. Could it be that you're too comfortable? <laughs> y'all still got that stank face. <laughs> you're looking at me like, some of y'all. Some of y'all don't even want to look at me. You're just biting your lip. This brother keep talking about hard things. Hard things are what help us grow. What we have to realize is you give God a yes. Say, Lord, whatever comes, I'm here for it because I'm here for you. In this moment right now, many of you all are at different places. The Lord is already dealing with you. I hadn't forgot my thought, but the Lord is already dealing with you. I want to encourage you right now. It's really simple. Let me just help you out right now. Today is somebody's day. I'm going to show you how you're growing. Today is somebody's day. Today, somebody's going to forgive somebody. You're growing. Today, somebody may say, man, you know what? I'm ready to be baptized. You're growing. You've been thinking about it week after week, and you're like, what have I been waiting for? I've been waiting for this and that. Today is the day. You're growing. Today, somebody could receive the Spirit. Why? Because you're growing in faith. You're believing God. Today, somebody's going to leave something behind that has been hindering them and hampering them in their walk with God. Why? Because you're growing. Today, somebody might decide to say, you know what? Man, I'm going in with my praise and my worship. I'm going to lift him up and give him everything. Why? Because you're growing. Praise God. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to stand. This Sunday, maybe next Sunday, uh, I, told our, I told our band and our praise team, uh, we, we, what, is the, what do we call all of them? What do we, The worship team. Thank you. <sighs> well, that wasn't too hard, right? Thank you. Just <laughs> praise God. Thank you. The growing worship team. And they are growing. Praise God. I told uh, my wife, I told Miss Mia, yes, uh, that today I was going to play a song and I didn't want them to come to the, come to the stage to play. I want to play a song because I want them to be able to respond to they serve every Sunday, and I want God to begin. want I want them to hear what the Lord is speaking to them. I want to share a story with you, and then we'll, we'll pray. For many years, Monterey, California is a coast town, and it was Pelican's paradise. As the fishermen clean their fish, you ever been to those piers? They clean the fish, and then they... They, you know, they fillet, I mean, they, they do that quick, you know, they, call thin. they throw it up and the pelicans just come and they scoop it right up, right out of, right out of the air. They, those birds in Monterey, California just grew fat, Pastor Barry. They grew lazy, grew contented. Eventually, however, the offal was utilized and they were no longer snacks for the pelicans. And when the change came, the pelicans made no effort to fish for themselves. They waded around and grew remarkably thin. Many even starved to death. You know why? They had forgotten how to fish for themselves. Oh, golly. The problem, you know how it was solved? They brought in some new pelicans from the south. Birds of custom, you know, we from the south, we're going to forage for ourselves. Praise God. Black? Why do you think we got collard greens? Y'all don't know nothing about that. Praise God. That's a whole other story for another time. Uh, they were placed amongst their starving cousins, and the newcomers immediately started catching fish. You know what? Before long, the hungry pelicans followed suit, and the famine was ended. We need a few more people who will simply say, I'm ready, I'm set, I'm going to grow. And when a few of you say you're going to begin to grow, others (laughs) are going to want to grow too. And all of a sudden, the tide is going to rise. Amen? Here's what I want us to do. I'm so thankful you all joined us online. I told Sarah today, I said, today is going to be more preachy and not preachy. I wanted to preach. I wanted to preach. I, you might as well get ready. I'm going to preach another message, I think, called Ready, Set, Wait. I don't know. They were singing, well, I want to wait on you, Jesus. I almost preached it this morning, Ready, Set, Wait. I, I, was, I was torn. I was like, Lord, no, I'm going to stick with Ready, Set, Grow. Some of y'all are like, yeah. You should have preached Ready, Set, Wait. Don't worry, that's coming. You're going to, you're going to be ready. You're going to be set. Not go, but wait, but we'll go there later. Thank you for joining us online. Come back, be in person. You don't want to miss what we've got planned. It's not just going to be a day where we celebrate our mothers. I'm telling you, God is going to move. We give him praise for that. But come back and see us in person. God bless you. Here's what I'd like for us to do. I'm going to cue our music, our media team to play the music, and I want you to... Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.